LeBron James officially became a billionaire last week, according to Forbes. That makes him the first NBA player to reach the three comma club while still active. So today's episode is an excerpt from a conversation with Anthony Pompliano, my brother, where I break down exactly how LeBron built his business and what deals officially made him a billionaire. I really enjoyed this conversation and I hope that you do also. But before we get into it, let's quickly run through today's sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Whoop. I've been wearing a Whoop for several years now and it has made a massive difference in my life. It's the only tech product that I wear 24 seven. So it's pretty cool to see people like Patrick Mahomes, Rory McIlroy, Michael Phelps, and Justin Bieber wearing one also. Whoop automatically measures your respiratory rate, oxygen level, resting heart rate, heart rate variability, calories, and activity levels throughout the day. Sure, it might sound complex, but Whoop interprets the data for you, so it's easy to digest and actionable. And now, their 4.0 is officially back in stock and shipping in real time. But here's the best part. To celebrate that and Father's Day coming up, Whoop is offering 15% off and free shipping when you use code Joe at checkout. So go to Whoop, W-H-O-O-P dot com and enter Joe, J-O-E at checkout to save 15% and get free shipping. Sleep better, recover faster, train smarter, and now feel healthier with Whoop. Next up is 8sleep. 8sleep has dramatically improved my daily performance. For me, I was never able to get a good sleep because I was always too hot. But now, I am falling asleep in record time, faster than I have before, all thanks to my 8sleep Pod Pro cover. The Pod Pro cover by 8sleep is the most advanced solution on the market for thermoregulation. You can add the cover to any mattress, The temperature regulation will create the optimal sleeping environment by adjusting to each side of the bed based on personalized sleep stages, biometrics, and bedroom temperature. The results are proven to be true. 8sleep users fall asleep up to 32% faster, reduce sleep interruptions by 40%, and get overall more restful sleep. And it's not just me who sleeps on an 8sleep. The product is so good that it's garnered the attention of CEOs, Olympians, UFC champions, and even the Mercedes F1 racing team. So go to 8sleep.com slash Joe that's J-O-E, for exclusive Memorial Day savings through June 6. Cool down this summer with 8sleep. Now shipping within the USA, UK, Canada, and Australia. Joe Pompliano runs Pomp Investments. All views of Joe Pompliano and his guests are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Pomp Investments. You should not treat any opinion by Joe or his guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his personal opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only. All right, let's get into this episode. Are you going to teach us about LeBron James today? Sure. I mean, I don't know how much I'm going to teach you. Y'all know he's a billionaire now. Is he officially a billionaire? That's what they say. I actually think that he probably was previously, but now they say officially. Okay, break it down for us. LeBron James is officially a billionaire. Forbes came out with a report today, broke it all down. Each of his businesses and claims that he has passed $1 billion in net worth. So before we get into it, like... You can criticize, a lot of people like to criticize LeBron, right? Because they think that he claims he is the greatest basketball player of all time, whether they think he should speak out on China more or anything like that, right? But in my mind, he's probably one of the best athletes from a business or investment perspective that we've ever seen. Obviously, part of this comes down to he's extremely talented, of course, probably the greatest high school athlete of all time, or one of them for sure, most hyped, absolutely. He got a $90 million deal with Nike straight out of high school. So 18 years old gets a $90 million deal. But also the other incredible part is where he came from, right? Everyone knows he was born in Akron, Ohio. For like the 30-second summary on exactly what happened was born to a single mother. And when they used to live in his grandma's house, his mom's house, she died when he was three years old. They had to move out essentially. 
they moved in to an apartment, fell on really hard times. Mom was looking for work, didn't have the support that they needed. He claims that they moved 12 times between the ages of five and eight, I think. Jeez. So when he was a kid, they, they were moving, you know, three, four, five times a year, basically. Going to a new place, not able to pay rent, moving somewhere else. So that whole deal. So when he was nine years old, she sent him to live with someone else in the community. I believe his football coach at the time, another family though. So LeBron lived there for a year when he was nine years old, saw his mother every weekend, whatever, but lived there for a year. Eventually she got government assistance, got an apartment and they moved in together back into a two bedroom apartment. So he was like, not poor. He was like poor, poor, right? He had a rough childhood from that perspective. So he goes to high school. He becomes this incredible player. He gets this massive deal. We've talked about it on this show before where he turned down actually more money from other people like Adidas, like Reebok, like others like that. Signs a deal with Nike, gets $90 million off to the races, right? So Forbes, what they do is they break down a few of his different businesses and talk about how much he's made from each of them. So the first one is he's made about $350 million in salary alone from the NBA. Okay. Right? Over so, 20 years. Yeah, 19 years, I think, or okay. something like that, right? So, so $350 million. Or, or less than that. He's 34 now, right? And so, is that the most that anyone would have made in the NBA? Or he's 37. Yeah, he's the highest paid NBA player of all time. Okay. He will so be passed, helps. right? That's, a, that's a third. Yeah, that helps for sure. So they Taxes. think that he's earned about $1.2 to $1.3 billion in income right? Just straight income between endorsements and all these other things. 350 of that came from salary and the rest of that came from endorsements and everything else, right? Wow. So they think that he made basically call it three to one yeah. endorsements to salary, which actually is probably the number that yeah. a lot of people make. Yeah. That's right? what he makes now, right? He, well, especially in the NBA, it's different when you go to like soccer and other things like that because they make more money on their contracts, but the salary cap caps him up out at a level, right? So yep. the stars in every league, we've talked about Tom Brady before, right? Where he joins a new team, their valuation increases by hundreds of millions of dollars. Yep. Their season ticket prices increase. They go from 28th or 30th in the league and merge to first in the league. They're making millions of dollars off of him, but he's capped, right? And he's an example because he's in a capped league, same with LeBron, where they're able to earn three times more of their money on endorsements and everything else. Mm -hmm. So that's how he's done it historically. But that's 1.2, 1.3 billion, call it, of income. You get tax and everything else like that, right? So the rest of the money comes from these deals that we have on the screen right here. The Spring Hill Company is the production company, the entertainment company that he started. But $300 million is his stake. His stake in the business. Okay. Right? So they took a large investment. They've done two fundraising rounds now at this point. But they raised last time, they sold a big chunk of it to Redbird at a $725 million valuation. Got it. So he, he owns is, a little bit less than 50%. He is still the largest shareholder of the business, but he owns less than 50%. Yes. Yep. Okay. So his stake is, is valued at $300 million there. Fenway Sports Group is the $90 million deal that he has. And if you guys remember correctly with Fenway Sports Group, what he did was he gave his marketing rights away to them at the time, right? To the group that owned the team. And he did it in exchange for $6.5 million. That's what they valued it at. So they Got said, it. instead of giving you cash, we'll give you a percentage ownership stake in Liverpool, which was the football team that Fenway Sports Group had previously bought, right? So they gave him a stake in the franchise for his marketing rights, which they valued at $6.5 million at the time. That stake increased in value tremendously. And then when Fenway Sports Group bought more teams and expanded their business, now they own, they own a few different teams. They own the, the Red Sox, obviously. They own Liverpool. They own a few networks. They just bought the Pittsburgh Penguins, mm -hmm. right? So they own a few different sports assets now. They're going to keep building them. He moved that share of Liverpool into the parent company. Got it. Got so, it. Now he owns, Smart. so now he owns 1% of the parent company, right? Or, or what is it? Yeah, 1%? No, 10%, I guess, right? How much is Fenway Sports Group? 900, yeah. 900, yeah, so 10%. All right, so, so he owns 10% of the value. He's taking that, right? 
And then if you go down the list, he did the Blaze Pizza deal. Yep. So the Blaze Pizza deal was he had a, an agreement with McDonald's. I believe it was like three or four years, $15 million. So he's getting paid a few million dollars a year by McDonald's to be a spokesperson for them and do marketing and commercials. He actually paid them back money, I believe is the story. His business partners came to him and said, hey, look, we see this pizza chain. They're trying to raise some capital. We think it's good. We think we can help expand it, but you can't do it with McDonald's. So he actually returned capital, returned money to McDonald's and invested money. So gave away money, right? And, and put capital into the business. And that business has taken off. I think we have a chart here that just shows like their revenue over time. And it's gone from essentially less than a million dollars when he first got involved. Yeah. So he bought, he acquired Dude, 10. That is a crazy idea. Yeah. Is that he basically gave up his McDonald's sponsorship, returned money they'd already paid him, then took more money and invested in Blaze Pizza. And it exploded. Yeah, look, they, when he did it, he got paid a million dollars or less than a million dollars for 10% of the business. They were doing 800K in revenue. 2019, they were doing 400 million of revenue. I'm sure that's a multiple considering their growth rate, you know, previously. How much of this is LeBron versus like, it was a great team and they would have been, maybe not to this degree, but they were already going to be very, very successful. Well, my general thought on some of this stuff is like, he's kind of like the gasoline to the fire, right? Yeah. Like- But you have to have a fire. You got to have a fire, right? You got to have people that are know what they're doing, good operators, people that can grow a business regardless. Because it's not like he's spending his time doing a lot of this mm -hmm. stuff, right? He's the fire that you pour onto it to make the business bigger. Mm -hmm. He's a spokesperson. He's done commercials. He actually owns a couple franchises himself. Mm -hmm. So he has been helpful in that regard. But he certainly is not, you know, operating the business. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. not thinking about expansion. He's not doing all of these things. So he is like that face of the brand that is the fire, but you still have to have uh, good operators. But to his credit, right? Like Spring Hill, like they started that business, right? Like, Facts. Yeah. Like that business didn't exist. And then he went and joined it as like a spokesperson. Like they started that business. He teamed up with good entrepreneurs, put people in place and built a business, massive business. And he owns the majority of it at this point, right? Yeah. Or, or more than anyone else, at least. So that was obviously a big one. He made a bunch of money on Beats. Remember Beats mm -hmm, headphones? Mm -hmm. When they launched, he, instead of becoming an endorser, he was like, I'll basically do that, but I want a small equity stake in the company also. Because the thing that people didn't realize is Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine, they were like testing the product for a long time, right? And LeBron was one of the people that tested it. The product had been released and they were doing some sales. But one of the viral marketing moments for it was they gave LeBron a bunch of headphones to give to the Team USA, whatever year that was. I guess it was like 26, 2006, 2008, whatever the year the Olympics was. And he jumped off the plane in China with him on. Yeah. All the players had him. Popped. Yeah, you see him going through the airport that everyone's like, what the fuck are those headphones? And they went viral, obviously. Sales started to pick up. Business eventually got sold for a few billion dollars to Apple. He pocketed, I think it was like 30 million or something like that yeah. off that deal. Not bad. Not bad, right? So he made some good money on that. The one business that they don't include in here, which is why I think it'll be eventually higher and could already be much higher, is the tequila brand that he's got. Okay, explain. Lobo 1707 is a tequila brand. He, I believe, probably owns a large percentage stake in it. The brand was very small when he got involved. There's an entrepreneur and an operator who runs it day to day, but he got involved. He brought in a bunch of other investors. So Anthony Davis owns equity in it, like a bunch of other teammates of his. And, and I think Rich Paul and some of these other guys own equity in the brand, but he aggressively promotes it, right? Posting stories all the time. He has it in the club with him every time he's there. He brought it to an NBA game last year and had it <laughs> underneath remember. his seat, right? And he's always reposting on Instagram. And like, you know, how many businesses is he involved with, right? You're not doing that unless you have the opportunity to make sizable, sizable money. Yeah. And what have we seen with all these brands when it comes to alcohol, right? You can make billions of dollars on these things because it's really difficult to tell kind of, you know, no one really knows how good the alcohol is, right? Yep. Some people like it, some people don't. And you can use your brand and image to, to promote it really well. Every store basically sells it. Every bar that I go to has it, right? Like you can 
see that this business is probably going to get really big really quickly. And that's literally not even included in Forbes projection. So I don't know, you can do a revenue multiple and maybe they're doing 50 million, maybe they're doing hundred million, maybe they're doing 10 million. But the point is it doesn't really matter, right? Because if he owns a substantial portion of the business, whatever size it is right now, it's obviously growing very fast. It wasn't even active two, three years ago. It's probably going to end up being a really big business. I would be surprised if it doesn't sell for a billion plus, right? Yeah. So he can make a lot more money that way. They had also in their their thing, it was like $500 million of cash and other investments. It's like, what the fuck? You got $500 million of cash you and other investments? Much cash. No, I think it's basically like other stakes that they couldn't quantify. Yeah. So he owned this company called Ladder. I don't know if you, you've seen that. Ladder was like a nutrition supplement company. He started okay. with Arnold Schwarzenegger and a few other people. They sold it to Beachbody. I think they sold it for like $30 million. Right. Yep. So he got some money from that and, and whatever, but he has stakes in other brands. He, he owns equity in, I believe, Lyft. He owns equity in, in a bunch of other businesses, right? Tonal. So he was really one of the athletes that pioneered the way, like Jordan did the royalty deal and all of that. And that kind of gives you upside exposure, obviously. But he was really one of the athletes that every partnership he started to do, he was like, I want equity in these deals. Mm-hmm, I don't want mm-hmm. just to be paid a fee or whatever it is. And, you know, there's differences, obviously. You do it with McDonald's, it's a little different. You, you take the fee, you do it with a company like, Lyft that was just starting up, Tonal that's just starting up, Lay's Pizza, which you can really expand, Lobos, et cetera. You can make some meaningful money on these things. So they claim, yeah, he's made $1.3 billion in income, and now he's got at least a billion or, or more net worth. He owns like nearly $100 million. I think it's $80 million in real estate. So he seems to be doing quite well for himself. How much of this is LeBron versus Mav, Maverick Carter? Goes together, right? Together. Like, yeah, they're business partners. All this stuff. He's been with them. People forget Maverick Carter's been with them since he was in high school. You know, so it's like, Ride or die. Uh, yeah. So basically his whole group. And that's another thing that I don't think he gets enough credit for is he has not only brought along all these people like for the ride and like doing it, but they they built careers out of this. Mm-hmm. Like Rich Paul is a perfect example, right? This Tell dude, the Rich Paul story real quick. No, it's just Rich Paul. Most people like he was selling jerseys, right? And I think this story is known by now, but he was selling throwback jerseys, right? LeBron met him at the airport. Whatever happened, they become friends. Rich Paul eventually wants to be an agent. He, he LeBron, And LeBron was young. Yeah, LeBron was young. Yeah. But they're friends, whatever. He wants to be an agent. He goes and learns under someone at CAA, LeBron's previous agent. He eventually starts Clutch, right? Clutch is one of the biggest sports agencies in the world now. And would that have been possible without LeBron? No, probably not. But at the same time, LeBron didn't just hand him everything, right? This yeah. guy went and built a massive business that, that obviously wouldn't have happened with just LeBron, right? Like mm-hmm. it takes an entrepreneur and, and an operator of that capacity also. So not only has he brought along the same crew that he kind of grew up with and did a lot of these things with, but he's made them prove themselves, right? And they, and they go do all these different things. Maverick's a good example of that. Rich Paul's a good example of that and many others. Yeah. Can he be worth 10 billion, 20 billion? Like what do you, what, he's still in his mid 30s. 37 years old. Right? And, like, and this it, is let's the, say he lives till he's 80. This is the crazy part. And this is one of the things that I, that I talk about often now is the athletes today. Like if you think about Patrick Mahomes, he's going to make $500 million when he's like 27 years old, before 30 years old, 28 years old, whatever it is, right? Because of his new contract. LeBron's a billionaire. He's still playing. <laughs> He's the only active NBA player to reach a billion-dollar status, billion-dollar net worth while still playing. Only active NBA player ever. Michael Jordan's worth $2 billion plus today, but he didn't become worth a billion until a decade after his retirement, more than a decade after his retirement. And most of that was because he bought the, the Bobcats, who are now the Hornets, and that valuation went up very quickly because of the new media deals. So LeBron's like at a different stage than anyone else has ever been. When you're still playing, you still have the opportunity to earn more cash via salary, via everything. Like he's going to make $40 million a year for the next three, four years, depending on how long he plays for, plus everything else. He's making $122 million a year when you add everything up right now. I got a wild prediction. You think he's going to be worth $10 billion? 100. 
think LeBron James will be worth $100 billion by the time he dies. Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me. 100x from 100x from here. I mean, it sounds like an absolutely crazy number. Because but after 55, it'll it'll compound. That's like, what I mean. If he has yeah. good investments and stuff, Warren Buffett made, you know, whatever, more than 50% or 80% of his wealth or whatever after the age of 55. Yeah. Like, LeBron's got 20 years till he gets to that point. And then he's off. You know what I mean? Like, 100 billion is not out of the realm for LeBron James. I agree. You LeBron, know what my, I told you, 100 billion. Yeah, I think he could do it. One of my favorite things about it is that Nike gave him $90 million when he was 18 years old or whatever. And in the last fundraising round, when they raised money for at the $725 million valuation, Nike invested in his business. <laughs> it's like, bro, you built a business that Nike's now buying equity in? Like, damn. Hey, that's what that's happens. Dope. That's what happens. All right. Thank you very much. LeBron James, now a billionaire officially. Talk to you tomorrow. Big dog. See y'all later. All right, everyone. That's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, I appreciate you listening to The Joe Pomp Show. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple or Spotify so that you don't miss any episodes going forward. And if you are looking for additional content, check out my daily newsletter at readhuddleup.com or follow me on Twitter at Joe Pompliano. I hope you have a great day and I'll see you next time.